0: The views and opinions expressed by any hosts or guests of WJMS Radio do not reflect the beliefs of its owners or associates. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to WJMS Radio or the show hosts whose words, advice, and or opinions appear from or on our website or on air.
1: You don't want to miss In the Blender with Brandon and Malin Hyman, where faith, family, family finance, fellowship, and fitness is our focus. So get ready for your family to be launched into another stratosphere.
0: You're tuning in to the dynamic broadcast of In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman.
1: Well, good evening. We want to welcome you to In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman. And I tell you guys, we're going to have an awesome time on this evening. We have with us, Man, you don't know how long I've been trying to talk with these folks here. <laughs> we have Mr. Ernest and Miss Diane. And I'm telling you guys, they are a phenomenal couple doing some great things in the land. And I'm telling you, even in the family arena, they have so much to offer. And I've been watching them over the years, and I've been taking notes and jotting down some things. And so I just wanted to get them on with this, sweetheart, and we could just have a conversation. I think that so many people on tonight are just going to be extremely blessed by their wisdom, Mm -hmm. by their fortitude, uh, their tidbits that they're going to be dropping because I'm going to let them have their way. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna let them have their way because I'm excited to hear what they have to impart not only to blended families but to families as a whole. Absolutely, because if you got something to give blended families, you got something to give everybody, yeah.
2: yeah most and definitely.
1: so, I am so excited, um, to just have them with us on tonight. What you, what, what you
0: got to say, sweetie? I, I just ditto everything you say. Um I've been watching them from a distance for a long time now and um I just I just love the way that they um love each other the way that they love people the example that they set and they have a beautiful family. Yeah they're I good mean, looking they, ain't they? Yeah they have a, a <laughs> beautiful family some grandbabies <laughs> in there and but we're yeah. going to let them tell their story. But I'm just grateful. Yeah, it's just to pretty all them. over yeah, there, you know. What yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to let them um, just share with us tonight about them being blended and some of the things they've gone through and conquered and overcome and any trials, you know, that they may have had along the way.
1: Well, listen, guys, to get started, introduce yourselves to us. Okay. i go first.
3: Um, I'm Diane Moore. Wait, so, now, I make sure I stay in the frame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
4: I'm Ernest Moore, and we want to thank you all for allowing yes. us to be here with you today. Uh, we de- definitely do appreciate all the hard work that you are doing, just trying to get the word out. And, and um, man of God, just want to thank you. You too also have been an example for us as well. Okay. So we, while you gleaming at us, we're gleaming at you. Thank you, thank you.
3: The, how the Bible says, "Follow those who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises." In a lot of times the people would just realize there's no recreating of the wheel. Somebody else has trail plays. Somebody else, you're not in this alone. And uh, a blended family is like no other because it has so many nuances to it. And so um, when even at Spirit of Faith, there, there aren't a lot of us, thank God, in a way, mm-hmm. but um, those that are, are there, I believe we glean from each other. I, I've had opportunities to just listen to, to you and Brandon and, and, and you, Madeline, regarding the, the blended. And it, I laugh because I say, oh, wow, that sounds just like us. You know, just different seasons and time. Uh, right now, as we speak, we're in an empty nest phase. All of ours are, are grown and gone. And that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, but to just see them um go with because you only guide adults at this point. Mm-hmm. There really isn't a lot that you know we can say you should do this, you should do that. I believe that really more is caught than taught. And they've taken this thing by the hand. Two of them are already married. I, I think that we've made marriage look exciting for them. And we've got uh, only one left, you all I'm average. Well, two left. We advertise. <laughs> <laughs>
4: The babe, why don't you uh, no, no problem. I mean, did you, did you have any anything you want to focus on? You did send us some questions. We just wanted, to, you know, follow your lead, stick to your agenda, um, and and then from that we can we can add to it or and, you know.
1: No, we 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 really just wanted to flow with you guys, cause we we, we try to keep from being mechanical with okay, this, yeah, okay. you know, uh, just the flow. Uh, but first of all, how did you guys meet? That's what I want to know. How did you guys meet? Well,
4: I'm um, actually, we met at um, uh, the church I used to go to, Metropolitan Day School. They had a day school my daughter was attending. And I'm a very active parent, so I used to drop my daughter off at the time. I was a single father. Uh, my daughter was around the age of nine, and it was a school that you have to drop off. There's no, no bus things of that sort. I worked in Tyson's Corner. The school was over by Catholic University. So every morning I get out, open the door, get my daughter walking inside. I make sure everything is okay before I left. Then I leave and I come back in the afternoon to pick her up. Um... And one day, um, someone had told me they wanted me to meet one of the um, teachers that was there, which was Diane. And um, I've seen her around things of that sort. And but every time I go down the hallway and I see her, she will run. I mean, literally, <laughs> she will hide. I like, I Diane. She she go down and duck in the corner and things of that sort. And I'm just saying, well, wait a minute, maybe it's me or something of that sort. And um, when it finally came out, she just indicated that she may not have quite interested in someone to pursue her quite yet but she just wanted a friend. And you can add to that from yeah. there.
3: Well, um, actually, uh, the principal of the school and a friend that went to school with me, um, went to Hampton with me. Um, both of them were saying at the same time, uh, I think Mr. Moore and Miss Conti would, would, would be nice to, they need to meet. And it, it's, Funny, because I think that New Year's, I had finally asked God, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to fellowship. I'm ready to see what's out there. Um, I, I believe that I'm healed and whole because both Ernest and I are, um, of course, uh, we were uh, part of divorces. And I said, I, I think I'm ready, God. Well, little did I know. And I think it's important that people to understand it really pays to be complete. Mm-hmm. the way the Bible really says, because at the point in time that Ernest came, I, I was happy. I was fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking, God, if you were going to do something in my life, why wouldn't you? Why would you do it when they were all small? Because my children at the time were small. Now I, I've got teenagers, so I've got one getting ready to go to college. All this stuff is working for me. I'm, I'm wondering, well, who is this joker? Mm-hmm. And so um, actually, Ernest asked me out And he asked me out a couple of times, and I I did run. I I just did not know um, what he was about. I remember seeing him, and I would look down, because I I taught uh, uh, middle school. And I remember seeing him, and what I admired about him, one, I thought he was married. I said, you know, who is this that all the other kids are being thrown out the car by their parents? Who is this that actually parks in the parking lot, opens (laughs) the door for this little girl? rolls out the rolling book bag, and then takes it into school. I said, now that's highly impressive. So I, I feel like I knew him before I knew him. I used to call him the man with the flying coat. <laughs> and when he finally asked me out, he took me to a movie. Um, it took him like a month a, a month later. No, he took me to a movie. And after the movie, he kept asking me out. And again, going back to and I told him three things, I said, I'm fulfilled. I said I'm fulfilled. I'm trying to take care of my children. I love God and I love my ministry. I love what God is doing in my life. I believe those components um, they decided to be outside. And they decided to No, you guys find. fine. You're fine. But those components for me were, were very important. Ernest knew he was at Metropolitan. I'm at Spirit of Faith. Um, I told him, listen, if you start coming, because I looked up one day, I was teaching on evangelism, and I looked up and I said, wow, that looked just like Ernest Moore. What are you doing at <laughs> Christian Center? And I realized that the things that God kept telling me that were going to happen for me the restoration, the wholeness, the peace of God all those things. Now I had in my life and I didn't need necessarily an individual to complete me in the beginning. Absolutely. I was like, let me, can I buy a friend, Mm -hmm. but our friendship has been the strongest foundation that I will tell any person, any single, I'm like, listen, when all else fails, the friendship will always remain, especially in a marriage because you're going to come against some hard times. And we, were friends. In fact, he called me friend so much that I, I was just like, do I have a name? Because he would introduce, this is my friend.
4: <laughs> you, you, you know, some people, some people says, okay, I don't have a title. You're like, girlfriend. You say friend. Oh, it's he, like you're no, in he friend did zone. not
3: put that girl no, on there. He kept no. me in the friend zone.
4: Yeah, it was, it was interesting when we did meet, Um, my daughter was about eight or nine. Diane's oldest. Seven. seven. and And Diane had three. And Diane's oldest was 14. And so so from a man's perspective, my man's viewpoint, it says, here's a woman who's divorced and has three children and you have one, you've been caring for, I've been caring for my daughter ever since she's been six, six weeks old. So hair and doing all of that stuff was something just natural. And so I knew that getting into this involvement in this, it was twofold. one. I realized she had three children Two, I realized that she was, she was divorced and, and has a husband in the local area. And, and my ex-wife was in the local area too. So they also brought challenges before we ever got married mm-hmm. or at least br- brought some, some uh, opportunities <laughs> to see how we handle those things. <laughs> and and so one of the good things about going to the school is that um, it gave me an opportunity to see her on a daily basis because it's not like we dated. We just really viewed each other. So at first I'll come by and I make sure I stopped by and then I may bring her some fruit in a glass or may put some flowers out in, in the room. And each time I go by, all of her teachers got jealous because they want to know why well, I'm more doing this for you. And um, but that was just me. And I'll get in my car and I go, and it was exciting to talk to her. But we were still distant, she lives in Silver Springs. I just happen to live over here by FedEx Field, so we used to talk more on the phone. And and, and Diane tells the story, she says, We dated for seven years before we ever got married. We did, and, and 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 I tell people, We really didn't date by days, we dated in moments because we still had our own families to work yeah. with. But during that time, it helped us to be able to. Um, some people look and say, Look for the red flags or whatever you want to say. To look at how things she wanted to know how i was treat my daughter how do i really re- react to my ex-wife how to react to ex- ex-laws and vice versa and how do the kids really react to us because each time we would go out which was very few um the kids will always call us mommy when you're coming back
2: yeah. and
4: i mean one, one time we only went down the street and it was raining and it parked in the park lot and took a nap you know <laughs> because we knew they're going to call and number two we think about time we go somewhere come back it was too late But those small moments was what really made it. And as we begin to incorporate the kids into our life, um, we did have a a council through Spirit of Faith Christians. And when we did get to the marriage aspect of it, um, or at least going to um, communication lab, that's what they call it back then. Mm -hmm. But I share with Don, I said, by the time we get to communication lab, everything they come to talk about, we have already lived. Mm -hmm. Because as a um, being married before, a lot of the challenges that people have done before um, we have experienced it. And now we have to experience something different.
2: Yeah. Yes, and
4: yes. and we have to be able to set that pattern. We all know what's wrong, but we also bring a different experiences from different areas. And we have to be able to balance that. Um, and especially with the kids and things of that sort. So. Um, and we those, didn't
3: introduce the kids right away.
4: No, no, we didn't. I mean, there was time that we were we seeing, didn't. we didn't incorporate the kids into no. a while. Um, our counselors, when we did start going to a communication lab and start getting the counseling from Spirit of Faith. Um, Our counselors was extremely really wet. They, you know, infused the children in there, ask them how their views, Mm -hmm. um, what do they think, things of that sort. Taylor was ready for a family. That's my daughter, Taylor's. Um, Dying three, out of all of them, um, Ashley was okay, that's the oldest. Adrian's was in the borderline because he used to in the mail. I think he had more of a respect for his father type of thing. Allison. Allison oh, no. Mm-mm. She, Allison. Had, she had a, she she had a make-believe friend <laughs> that she would talk to in yes. the car. And she says, I said, Allison, how was your day? And she said, Pat, just tell Mr. Ernest I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> the person didn't exist. But I knew as something I told Diane a long time ago. A guy told me a long time ago, he says, you have to be patient with this. Yeah. You're going to have to be able to uh saw you know go in your corner uh, take them deep breaths because it, it it's going to be and at first it, it when the kids was younger but we took them from teens all the way into adulthood yes. mm-hmm. and so every experience she had I was a part of it before yeah. we got married um when her daughter went off to college I, I, I'm the one who drove the van to take her to college with with all of them in the car um when you know when her son went to military that was actually it was the the month that we got married, he had to go to military. Um, not had to go to military, but she decided I watched her, you know, grieve over that because it was difficult for her to let her kids go. And during that whole time, my daughter's looking like I want a family.
2: Mm-hmm. And
4: everybody was leaving, you know.
3: But keeping uh, keeping us in that friend zone, not allowing um me to my heart to get involved, I, I want to thank you for that. She she was ready. I, I, because I, at that point, at some point when you are dating and you are blended, my desire was a family. And I saw that he was a really, really good guy. But keeping me in the friend zone kept me focused to do what I was, was doing in the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I was still having to put my children through college. I may have talked to him about how I was going to do it. But financially, he was His not honor. there to do any of that for me Mm -hmm. i still had to trust god i still had to to do all the things that um god promised me i still had to do i still we we were not a couple Mm -hmm. we we had other things that we needed to do in life we had other things that we needed to do in terms of our children Mm -hmm. our, our work everything pretty much um He kept he kept me focused, even when I would go home sometimes and 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 be upset with him because I I would derive some things to be like, come on now, you know, it's snowing outside. He's like, no, you got to (laughs) go. But I told him in my friendship the things that I needed from him. And I said, there's going to come a point where I'm going to need protection because I'm going to throw this all out the window and um. When people when people ask us all the time, they were like, So what did you all do in seven years? Mm-hmm. We had to handle conflict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to see how he handled conflict. Uh, many things came up, especially when you talk about um ex-spouses that you know, it was fine when I wasn't seeing anybody. But all of a sudden now I, I'm coming into the picture for Ernest and Ernest is coming into the picture mm-hmm. for me. And it took on a whole different dynamic. Different <laughs> dynamic.
2: Yeah.
4: And, and on that note, does, let's just get down to the ex-spouses. Um, we realized the ex-spouses was here and her mm-hmm. her ex-spouse was was um, highly visible a, in the kid's life. And my ex-spouse, why I spent a lot of time with her in-laws or here. Um, I had to make a decision that says, um, it, that's not a balance for me I uh, to me so um I let them know that hey I am interested over here this is the, my intention no I still love you but I, I can't be here for Christmas and Thanksgiving I dropped my daughter off um because that's a part of her um and then with her um um we even had conversations with him that says hey I, we're part of I'm coming to part of life and he even talked to the kids to say you know he's about to marry your mother um and 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 he had his different conversations but she will let you know that um, I believe this says, I'm not here to replace you and I'm not here to extend it. Mm. I'm just here. I'm not. I'm just to, to add to it. But um, I'm not marrying you, Mr. So-and-so. And yeah. says, I'm says not marrying your ex either. <laughs> Don't bring them in here <laughs> because, because it, it creates tension. And sometimes it gives a mixed message to the children. Yeah. Um, we, we, they're old enough to understand that, you know, daddy or mommy no longer part of life. We love them but they don't have the right to participate at that family level. And I would tell you, for me, when it's family, when the kids are with me, that has been important to me. Uh, Christmas, uh, you ever seen event about Christmas cards before they all got adult? Uh, it was here, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they love coming. That's why we had same color shirts, you know, I don't know where was, the to, <laughs> but um, that that was to me. And that's why we we have the home that we have because we wanted them to always be welcome. Yeah. And when they got here, it was like they had a place to go. They had a place to sit on the deck. They had a place to look at TV, and so and they and then they start bringing their friends. And when the friends stopped looking, some of them never knew who I was until they said, "Oh, that's your dad," because that's all they knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vice versa, and um, it, it it is a great feeling. But I mean, but Diane, um, guy just told me he says, uh, "Your hands are off here until you all get married. You have to keep yourself and and protect her. Don't mislead her." Um. And as a man and being married before, that's important because we incorporate our children, and we don't want to send no mixed messages to our children because they may duplicate or imitate what they think is okay. And and no, we we just made a decision
1: up front not to do that. I'm I'm gonna say you you guys have, wow, you have said like two mouthfuls, and a throat. (laughs) I mean, really, and. I, I'm trying to pick out some things that we can kind of touch on a little bit. One of the things that I, that you mentioned was the um, the counseling. Yeah. How important did you feel that was, and what type of impact did it make moving forward? It's
3: extremely important. Let me say it about. 10 times. It's extremely important. And more important than that, it's, it's extremely important to be honest in it. Mm. You know, I, I told Ernest, we're not setting any dates. We're not going to getting venues. I'm not going out picking any dresses because that's just making me anxious. We followed to the letter how they asked us to do it because, mind you, we were already used to being in our separate homes doing our own things. So when they would give us assignments, Mm -hmm. I did my assignment, he did his assignment and I did not hear his heart until we got into the room. Mm -hmm. And so um, we walked through a lot of the questions that I had that I, I, I did not necessarily feel at the time to ask Ernest. A lot of those questions were answered in the room. Some conflicts that I was concerned about were answered in the room because, um, you know, I, 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 Taylor was very young. And where my, my children could now kind of think for themselves, communicate for themselves, that necessarily wasn't always the case on Taylor's behalf. And a lot of influence was coming from the ex-spouse. And so I had to sit tight many times because there were very, there were several things that I was looking for. How are you going to handle this? Mm. How is outside things like such as mom may, may be a difference? I think there are a lot of people that just think about the ex spouse I was looking at all the pictures. Mm. I wanted to see his engagement with his family. I wanted to see um, how um much of an influence mom may have had those were all things that um carried a lot of weight for me to determine whether or not this was something even at that point that i wanted to get involved in because i I, you know we we come from a well-taught church but people have to take the nuggets from the church Mm -hmm. and realize he's not he or she is not just Communicating this just because this is their role and responsibility. It is our role also. And so I have been taught all my life, you know, through going to Spirit of Faith, I am the prize. And I've had a daddy now that has taken great care of me, meaning my my Heavenly Father. So I don't have to do anything at this point. And so um, in counseling, there were things and questions that I had that I would tell God. And then I'm like, Ooh, this is on the question.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and, and, and the counseling is so important. I mean, we have, we take training almost for everything from how to drive a car or how to fill out a checking account or, or how to fly a plane, even on your job, how to even do your job. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times there's no, no training on how to be a parent because (laughs) until it happens. Um, But the counseling helped us because what it did is that we have always looked at us. When we fill the paperwork out, I looked at what I have done and established. And there's a little difference between in the blended, because now you're going from if I was married to you up front, it's us. We built what what we had. Now it's like I built what I had. She had built what she had. Now we're going to look at it individually and then we put it together. And when we start looking at it, not saying our views was different, but it's just that Decision was making different when you're by yourself yeah. yes. and when it comes to your children. And, and when you're in the counseling, what it does, it, it brings those things about that you may not think about on, you know, how do you going to be disciplined the children as, as a whole? um How do you manage your individual financing? Um, how do you handle your ex-spouses? And again, the answers and for you to think those things through for collectively for us to start looking at how do we balance it? And good thing about the seven years, it allows us to test it.
2: Yes. Mm. It
4: allows us to test all of those things. And, you know, I think a I, I, I pastor said one day is it's better to be better to be single and wish she was married than married and wish she was single. <laughs> you know, it allows us in a single state to look at all of those dynamics because, again, we both have been married before. And we have made that counseling before. And, you know, check that box, 25 yeah. questions, and you see the pastor. <laughs> you say, okay, good, let's set a date. Um, this was a little bit more because, one, our counseling was a year. A year. And so, again, those moments and have us to think things from things through. So if that was not going to work out, we had an opportunity to, you know, to move on. Um, and not only that, it has an opportunity to be able to um, challenge those areas that's in the challenge areas, test those areas. We have to see how the water is because we can test it individually, but we have to see our ex spouses handle handling, how the children handle it, how they're going to view it. And then we have to reassess. And once we reassess, then we can say, OK, that's not going to work in that state. <laughs> when we get together, we have to jointly say,
1: now it has to work because now we're together. How how yes, no, no, no. how long, I had another question. Well, yeah, okay, this goes with that. You mentioned um, not marrying the exes. And I yeah. thought that was so profound because a lot of times people don't know how to draw the line in the sand. And mm-hmm. so you give different people and different entities more leeway and, and more access than what they need. Yep. So, yeah. so what process did you guys take to draw that line in the sand?
4: Um, and I, I'll speak first and I'll let her speak. I mean, we start setting boundaries. I mean, because individually, when me as a, with an ex-spouse, there's some things that I would tolerate and go along because I have to deal with it because I, our daughter was small and vice versa for dying as well. Um, but we start setting boundaries to, to let them know that, you know, here's what vegetation is laid out. So we start establishing that. That's why I said we practice a lot in that seven years. We start setting the boundaries and not only that, we let them know that we are involved in a relationship. So knowing that this is not somebody just passing by, this is not an aunt. Pretending to be a girlfriend, or <laughs> we want to call that. You know, yeah, and, 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 and it's so funny because the ex-spouses will call our children, yeah. say, "What are you doing?" And they say, "Oh, i want Miss Diane, or I'm with Mister Ernest, or we out." Every time they were doing, we was always together doing something. So they start realizing that, okay, um, even that phone call was always short because the kids don't want to talk in the car or where on us. Mm-hmm. Two, they have cell phones, so that was cool. That was real good. Um, and, and but then again we realized that they was going to touch the, try oh, yeah. and test those boundaries. And we collectively realized that, um if my ex spouse did something that totally irritated Diane, Diane knew I had to manage it from my side to a degree mm-hmm. and the vice versa for her, because we realized that, um, not saying she couldn't get involved in what she, she did, realizing that, oh, I'm not here to irritate you, I'm not here to take your place. And she shared that with her. Um, we can be friends, but as I always tell people, Catch has that clause. And Diane knows and says, OK, I'm friendly, I'm Christian. But no, you're not going to disturb my family. So when we set those boundaries, they start realizing, no, those are areas I cannot go across. And even today, um, we, we still hold those true, even as adults.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: We, we let them know um, that family time is family time as adults. And it's, it's challenging for them now because they have grandkids and yes. to bring the grandkids over and we, we, we love them. And if, if they're going to have a family event, if it's public, cool. But if it's family, mm-hmm. um, I don't share. I'm sorry. I, I don't share <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nothing that type of way. <laughs> uh, I, I believe um, agreement is very important. Uh, communication is extremely important. That's why I go back again to I'm glad we had the foundation of a friendship because I wasn't trying to impress Ernest. He was my friend. Mm-hmm. And so if I was feeling some kind of way about something that the ex did, I would go to my friend now I, I and and I would mm-hmm the expectation was, and when he said he'd handle it, that's what we did. We realized we're not together yet. You have to handle it from your side because you know her best. And I have to handle it from my side because um, it's interesting. Somebody that used to go to Spirit of Faith told me a long time ago when I was divorced, he said, the exes always look at you and steal the spouse. And mm. so there were things that I believe that they would do to try us to see what would move, move the the, the, the temper, temperature gauge.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, there were things that Ernest used to do when he was single, and we we decided when we decided to get married that I'm like, okay, you know that there are some areas now that you'll have to begin to stop. One is confusing for Taylor because she's seeing you do certain things for your mother for her mother, and you're just doing it out the kindness of your heart because that is just Ernest's heart, mm-hmm. and it's confusing for me because I'm like, okay, we we didn't. This is not a threefold thing here. This is, this is you and I. Mm-hmm. And we quickly realized that as long as we agree and we set the temperature in our household and the expectation in our household, there was nothing that the ex spouses could do, um, that they would have to manage that now. And they would have to realize, you know what? The two of them have moved on. They moved on. And it's obvious that Ernest is going to talk to Diane or Diane's going to talk to Ernest. Even we would tell the children, well, let me talk, I would say, well, let me talk to Ernest about that first. And
4: and, and, and with that, um, the, the children plays a factor in as well. Yeah. And, and I realize that Diane's relationship with her children is definitely a lot closer than I am. And and, and my thing with the kids, they always say, if I go talk to Mr. Ernest, I got to go with him with a plan." because that's the way I share that with the <laughs> <laughs> I says, tell me what you want to do and I can help you to get there. But they will have the intimate conversations with Diane. And vice versa, the same thing with, with Taylor. And and when it came to those disagreements and things of this sort, we realized that um during marriage and even before marriage, realizing that Diane knows what's best for her kids and they know how they react. So they used to look and see how I would react to certain things. And and, and I could just almost see that protective type of, you know, mm-hmm. around the mother. And and I and I and I realized that, but also realized that. They knew that um, I was here to, in the long run, I'm here. uh, I'm going to be a loving father for you. No, you may not have the deep, intimate conversations with me, but I'm here. And I had to prove that to them. I mean, the one who, the one who disliked me the most, I think she's probably my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Because I think that she learned from a lot of what we, what we came together as we we stayed together and, and, and Diana have those intimate conversations with them, but when they wanted advice or direction that came to both of us and and it was so great because they knew the foundation from her but they knew the planning structure and strategy from me and they realized that hey that works if they agree with me and and, and move forward that it works and when our ex-spouses start seeing that then they realize that i can't wedge in between that mm-hmm. you know then, you know our ex-spouses tried, and and they 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 realize that okay uh when you're with me, you with me. You're with them, you with them. So I'm not talking negative. We don't want you to talk mm-hmm. negative on this side. Um, we love them. Uh, but no, they're not coming to Christmas. I'm sorry.
1: You know <laughs> <laughs> you You, um, you, see, you want to say something to uh-uh. No, no. Because, I mean, I, I just love this. Yes. I, I, I love it. You see, my mind is going, right? Because it, it's, it's <laughs> so much you guys shared. Uh, but you talked about how you had to draw the line. But you said something I thought was key, especially from a man's point of view, because I did the exact same thing. And I believe Diane did the same thing as well, is I had to let the girl's father know that I wasn't trying to replace him. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I would be honored that he would allow me to assist him. And I think that was the thing for for us two that kind of set the tone. Mm -hmm. Now, we had some moments where we had to have discussions with each other. But for the most part, because I entered in with that mindset that, hey, I'm not trying to replace you. Mm -hmm. I'm just honored to be a part of their life, if you will allow me, without any distractions. And so I think for men, that plays a pivotal role. Because men look at things a little differently than, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> got big outside. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I want to be outside. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, you They're <should> <laughs> big enough so you can catch them on camera. <laughs> hey. Is <hey. laughs> <laughs> that one of the ex spouses jumping in? <laughs> we, could, we could have made some money off of that one. <laughs> but, you know, men, we look at things a little differently than women. And, 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 I, and I think that because, again, like you said, you were setting the tone for your daughter. And you know exactly how, if the shoe was on the other foot, how you wanted to be approached if you were to be approached. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's key that people mm-hmm. understand that when you're making that transition, approach it the way you want to be approached. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll always come out victorious. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to put that in there.
4: Yeah, and, and one of the things that we, we we have always done, even when the kids was growing through, um, if there's a public event, we always encourage the kids to invite the to other invite parent. Them. It was not our role. We was always encourage them. If they'll come, they're not. And what we share with the children is that we don't have to prove anything. If you look long enough, you will see for yourself. And yes. and even if they did or did not show, we did not create any additional tension behind that. Uh, we saw the disappointment in their face and things of this sort. So what we agreed to, if they had an event and if one of us could going to show, one of us was there. I mean, Diane participated in more of my daughter's, you know, basketball games than her own mother. But that was her issue. That was not her challenge. And so, but we agree, but one of the things, we never wanted to disappoint our children from a parent perspective. And I told Diane, I said, where were you 20 years ago? You know, I just, what would we be then? But I realized that our destiny would totally be totally different. It would be a different dynamics then. And so he brought me her into my life at this stage in my life. And I said, well, that's good because all of the things I wanted out of a family, it was already there. The children already done. We ain't got no more, no more kids. Thank God. For that. <laughs> you know, you know. so it, it allowed us to be able to grow and the children were not small. Yes. It wasn't one of those children that grew up and says, Ernest, you the only daddy I ever known. They knew me for 17, 18 years. Um, you know, before they got to an adulthood and they got to adulthood, I was still part of that, you know, that, that life still now. And, father's day and things that they, they they still you know respect and honor me for that um but most important they respect and honor me i think because of how i treat diane yes because i treated her in some other shape or form um they would not be comfortable around me and, and they may say i'm only doing this because of you mom i won't do it because of her, and that's when, it, when we talked about earlier when you mentioned about a man's different view i don't ever want to have a someone a part of my life that the kids only respect that one spouse Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that blended family can can create that where the, the kids don't even come over to the house the parents always go to there but we do not like that
3: and i i also think it's important for the children to see um the unity that we want to bring uh, with the mm-hmm. ex spouses. when uh taylor graduated from morgan uh, we had agreed to invite everybody we had her side of the family we all went to dinner together. I'm like, this is. I, I told Ernest, this is. Ta- this is about Taylor. This is about creating a memory for Taylor, and also for our ex-spouse to see. Listen, this family. We 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 are authentic. We are very transparent. You know. In fact, you know. I I just believe that God sets the tone for the day if you ask Him and even how the entire day went. We took family pictures together. I had the ex-spouse is now holding my grandchildren. I, I knew that I could do more with honey than vinegar. Yes. And the person that I portrayed in the beginning when she met me um, was going to continue to be that person. And um, I was not necessarily there to discipline Taylor. I was there to support her in whatever she needed from me regarding mm-hmm. Taylor. Uh, I believe as the years have gone by, because I always ask God, I said, restoration is in restoration until there's unity and peace within the entire family. Um, You know, again, Ernest has set the guidelines in terms of what we do in public, but the ex-spouse, when we're with our kids, has now seen, okay, he's not saying I can't come, but there are intimate times and things that we set. Uh, such as our Christmases and all that, that no, they're not invited. But birthdays, things that all of the children are involved in, we're there. And mm-hmm. we're there to support everybody. Wow. And I don't think you guys said, how many years you all been
0: married now?
4: Uh, we've been married 13 years.
3: It'll mean. be 13 yeah. in August.
4: Yeah, so you throw that seven on top of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's oh, a few yeah, that on top of that wow. Seven.
0: Okay, I do, I have a question for you guys. What's an accountable nugget that you can share with people that they can use right now to bring increase and promotion not only to their lives, but to family as well?
3: Let go the anger. Let go the bitterness. Let go your past. Blended should mean restoration. So you can't think about what may have been. You can only, because if you do that, You will repeat the same cycle, you got to come into a blended family willing realizing it is different from a biological family and you have got to put in the work, you cannot um, hold grudges, you have got to communicate with the person that you marry. You, if you don't like something, you need to let them know. How are they gonna read you unless you let them know? I believe communication in a blend, blended family is very important. Ernest and I, when we have what we call our, our family meetings or our, our, we call it vision casting, we set the tone first together. And mm-hmm. even as the kids are older, what they, they, when they come to us, a vision that we've had, and he shared with me, only gets displayed by the time we tell them. You know, we we sit around as a family and we talk about, okay, well, Ashley, what is it that you want to do next? With you know, with where, you, where you're going, Allison, where, where do you want to be di- do next. We have done that for years, um, and it's important again that at this point in the stage of their lives, it's not what we say anymore, it's what we do. Yeah. And they're seeing the years in which we sacrificed early when they were in the younger years and the teen years because to, to bring together the unity. Now they're seeing a very different side to Ernest and I. They'll call us now, I'm like, we are not home. Oh no, we're <laughs> not keeping you cheering. No, this, this, is, this is now our time. Yeah.
4: And, and, and one of the things is, is agreement and accountability and, and what I mean by that is that you know we have to agree with whatever we want to do collectively as a family. So when we got married, we had to agree that here's how what we're gonna do. You know, we're gonna do the best we can as parents on both sides. Yeah. And it's not right or wrong, and it's not that her her way is right and her and my way is wrong. It's just saying, oh, if that's your style, okay, cool. We'll work with that. And and out of that, what it does, it. it it allows us to be able to change a little bit. Yeah. Diane as a mother by herself is a different mother than when she was me. Um, she's a mother, but she also is, is, a, is a wife. Is she looking like, okay, that's not the side I want Ernest to see. And so the kids look like, oh, Ernest is here. We won't get in trouble. No, no, you did get in trouble. But <laughs> the difference is that now we got four eyes seeing you instead stuff too. So mm-hmm. I'm holding them. And let's get back to that accountability. It's that I'm holding each of us accountable as as a a, a parent to our children and, and to us as a whole. If we agree to something, let's, let's stick with it. If she says, this is what we're gonna do, then um, if I'm not following, she's earnest, this is what we agreed to as a reminder. And, and I, I can't only speak for me. Um, Diane would tell you, it's a lot of things go through my mind that she would never know about, you know, fixing the house, fixing the car, make sure the roof was on, make sure money's in account, all of those things. I don't share all of those things with her. And she said, well, you say you was gonna do A, but it's still here. And I said, okay, I'm gonna put it on the list. And she said, oh, but you say you're going to do this. Okay, I got that. And then she started realizing, she said, my husband has a lot of things. He's out here looking further down the road and see yeah. where we're going to be. And I'm going to be patient with him. You know, as long as the roof is okay and we are okay, we safe, I know he's going to get to it. And if not, she used to say, well, I'll pay somebody to do it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm right here. But the accountability is important. And then what it, has, it lets the kids know that we have to hold them accountable too.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, when they're in the house and when they were young, if she says, oh, you can't go anywhere until you wash your clothes, for example. Like we had one day to wash. Everybody washed on the same day. And our son one day, he washed them, then dry them, put them underneath his bed. He wanted to go to the movies. He found them clothes, <laughs> went to the movies, dragged them back out, brought them back home, <laughs> put them in front of the, and, and he sat there and looked like, okay. Because again, he may have gotten away with that. I'm not saying with or without Diane. It's just one of those things. And the same thing with my daughter. Um, she would say, oh, I clean my room up. She would throw them yeah. covers on top of their bed and down, and look like, oh, no, you got to tuck these sheets and put them this way and <laughs> go back in and fix it. And she'll look at me. I walk away because, again, we agreed that that's what we're going to do. Right.
0: <laughs> um, I, I heard Diane say um, something about vision. So what role has vision played in your family? And on mm. a scale of one to ten, how would you rate vision? How the importance of vision?
3: Uh, vision goes right up there with having that counseling. If you don't know where you're going, if, if you don't have a map to where you're going, how are you going to get there? And um, many times, you know, we've had, even in the beginning of our relationship, we didn't just use counseling in the in the ministry. We also went outside and even had financial planners. I mean, that when people ask me how long why it took so long because we realized communication finances and and sex would be the end all to to any marriage whether you were blended or not and those were foundations that we realized we had to begin to put in place so we met with people we counseled with experts all kinds of things but yes vision is is so important um to have not only a, a, a again a, a personal vision for yourself but a vision for the couple uh, for, for the for a couple the vision for the family all of those things are so important because then if the kids understand where you're going or the reason why you're saying okay this year we're not spending this year you can't have this um, because here's what we're going to do a lot of times i think with with, with children we don't think that they can handle the hard things, but they can.
4: Mm-hmm. They it, can. Yeah. And, and one of the things that, that Diane told me earlier is, is so funny because, you know, she says, Ernest, you 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 know how, how, how to act everything in the Bible, but you can't find five scriptures. <laughs> and I said, no, I can't find five scriptures, but I know how to. I know, I know so the scriptures work walk with, them with, out. with faith and belief. <laughs> and, but that's one of the things that as I share with her, is that you know, have faith and belief and they're part of that vision on where you really want to go. And that's when I mentioned earlier about it. I'm always looking in the future, looking yeah. at the option and opportunities and things that are so sort of across the board. And what it does is that when we share those those small nuggets with our individual children, um, we're showing that it is possible yeah. with faith and belief and patience and, and, and praying and all of those things. And so when we set that vision that let's just say at where we are today, say we want it to be a point where we can be able to give back in some shape or form to be able to have a home to where we are comfortable to this pandemic hit and, and we didn't, didn't, didn't miss a beat. It. We was always looking at those type of things, but that vision set us 20, 30, 40 years back, back. So when we were dating, we both had the same type of vision as we wanted a good solid family. We wanted to blend. We wanted those things included in that. We want our children to prosper, but we was the example. So we were the vision that they saw yes. in us. So
2: mm-hmm. they're
4: living out. So when we look at them today, I told Diane, I said, they're a benefactor of our vision.
2: Yes.
4: They lived in what we have viewed. And they're not saying they're doing bigger. They're doing it
3: bigger. They're doing bigger. They're, they're doing it bigger <laughs> and
4: scaring me bigger. They're, they're, they're but, doing bigger. But, but the vision that we had was, regardless of how manner or small it may have been, to them, they see it as possible. So that vision is bigger than ours mm-hmm. ever been. But that's all we want. And that's what we wanted. And that's what we wanted. So we planted that seed Way back then, that's why when they used to come to me, they I said, tell me hands. what you want and, t- and tell me what you want and I can and help you to get there. That was their vision. So every time they come to me, Mr. Ernest, this is what I want to do. This is what I have done. This is so-and-so, but I don't know where to go from there. By the time they walk it through, they walked and planned their own vision. The only thing they had to do was hear them say what they wanted to do.
3: And I believe also a part of that vision is also to treat each child equitably and know what they have in them. You know, a lot of times in blended families, not that it's so much the children that hit the parent, but the parent is highly responsible as to, you know, even when it comes down to resources or money, our children knew early on it was a plan that we would, we would give you. It wasn't necessarily the money. You have to have the same amount of faith to believe in what we are now getting cuz this is our house. Mm-hmm. You know, Taylor had to realize okay, you had daddy all all to yourself, but now the things that are that we're doing together, this is ours. Mm-hmm. We can put things before you, we can put the vision before you, we can but you have to write it out and you're going to have to run with it. And we did mm-hmm. that with each one of our children. Mm-hmm. Each one of them, we realized, was very different. Ashley had the opportunity to go to college. And then after two years, I was single at the time. I was just like, okay, well, I can't do this anymore for you. You got to either, you know, go get work study, get 10 jobs. Because I got Allison now coming right behind you, right behind the pike. And after Allison, I've got Adrian. And so each one of them were given, if you will, a timeline in order to be a child, but then to begin to adult. Yes. And we realized that um, codependency, if we did it, it would be for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And with parents that have biological children, it's a struggle, but you can imagine what it is for a blended family. But that's when I realized trust ain't trust until you trust. Mm-hmm. And it was a situation like, well, why would I begin to do special things for my children, and then not expect that same thing to be done for Taylor. We had to realize everybody had to be treated yeah. I
1: Listen, I, I'm gonna go to the vision, but I, I wanna back up just a little bit because it's important that people understand what you just gave us. You gave us some nuggets. You talked about unity. You talked about uh, letting go of anger and bitterness. These are nuggets. Mm -hmm. These are things that we encounter when we're dealing with couples on a daily basis. A lot of anger, a lot of bitterness because of past decisions and choices. Mm -hmm. And so those things are important. Then then you said something I thought was just powerful. And I'm letting you know I'm taking it Mm -hmm. because you said blended means restoration. Mm -hmm. This should be something that should bring restoration. That's the way I looked at it when we got married, I was restored. I was restored in the sense of, I didn't have the opportunity to raise my son, but I was given an opportunity to help raise some daughters. And so that was, for me, that was restoration. Because I just had an opportunity to be dad. (laughs) It didn't matter for me if it was a boy or girl. I was just given that opportunity to be dad. So when we got, when we made that decision, they were automatically my daughters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like anybody in our family, both sides, knows that these are my daughters. And so, but like you said, it was that restoration. And I think that. When we begin to look at it from that standpoint, when we, listen, we got so much. Got, <laughs> first, of all,
0: <laughs> first of all, it's going to be a, have to be a part two. We're going to have to get you guys back. We <laughs> got to be we, a part hey, two. Hey, know, hey,
4: we hey, we can we always, you know, at the weather's getting warm. We got a deck. We got our lighting. You know, you can just move your studio somewhere. else. We can still social distance even if you don't have. Right. So, I mean, we 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 just privilege and and, and and like I told Diane, I mean, we just appreciate you being the share because I know there's someone out there um will be able to receive, and and again, they were receiving from you way before we ever got here. Uh, we're just an extension of what you, what you all do. Uh, we were just blessed and and very privileged to be here, and you. um you know, thank you, thank you for allowing us to. To share, um, you know, Diane and I always we always look for different couples, and it's so funny. Diane, when she met me, she said, "Ernest, you got about five friends." She's out of that. You really only have about two, and I'm that one of them too. <laughs> Not that we don't associate with anyone. It's just that that we we glean and we learn from everybody, but we don't welcome everybody into our yeah. inner circle. And, and, you know, you all have been a part of our life for a while, even if it's from distance. So you all have been a part of the circle because you represent a lot more than just yourself. And we appreciate you for that.
1: No, um, listen, I we, we we feel the exact same way. Believe that. Um, it, I just think that it's so awesome when you're able to expose the world. Because, first of all, uh, in the blender, we're in over 100. I broadcast hits over 150 countries. Mm. And so, I mean, it's out there around the globe. And we're just excited that we can share your life, mm-hmm. your testimony. Because people have been hearing from us for four years.
2: Yeah.
1: With, with, with Ernest and Diane just dropped, man, yeah. <laughs> priceless, priceless. because. These are challenges that even today we're hearing. Mm-hmm. These are challenges that what you guys have addressed in such a short time can revolutionize families if they would just take these notes. Yeah. If they would take these nuggets and apply them, the the, the letting go of the business, the restoration, mm-hmm. the agreement, the accountability, the drawing a line in the sand. Oh man. boundaries. The boundaries. The counseling, the vision, that vision part, dude, listen, we got to talk a little bit more about that. Really, because the Bible tells us write the vision and make it plain. You know what I'm saying? And and then when you guys said that you were the vision for your children. I say this to Madeline all the time. If we would just understand how much we are the vision for our children, it will make a world of difference for the future
3: generations yeah it's it's, it's there's right. you know you either have vision or division and uh, that's why I, I i go back to you know for a blended family making sure that you truly are whole because you are bringing so much baggage especially if your ex-spouse was not all that you intended him or her to be and so you're already coming in um if you don't unknowingly with a, a whole lot of distrust and if it's just one thing that may possibly even look like um, a repeated event in your life, mm-hmm. you bring in all <laughs> of that. You gotta, you gotta begin to let go and, and say, is this truly the person that I I say I do? But then, do I want to do everything to make it work and not have a plan exit because you've already had the rolling if you will, curse of the divorce from the first one.
4: Mm-hmm. And, and that was something that you, you you mentioned earlier when she said about, you know, letting go. And uh, I can't think of the author's name, but it's uh, it, it just mentioned that zebras don't have ulcers, meaning that a zebra, when he's attacked by a lion, he reacts and he takes off. As soon as the lion stops, he stops. He goes back to grazing as it never happened. And that's one thing about a divorce and you start carrying that baggage with you, it only takes a split second for that to pop into your head. And all of a sudden you're like, ooh, 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 that, that, that did feel good. <laughs> and So we agreed to like, let's not have those moments come yeah. back. Because wow. it, it, it's it's so heartening because then you carry that with you right into that that second phase of your life and you're living something that nobody else cares about. Well, they shouldn't anyway, because that person is not there. Why, you know, uh, it, I think someone says, when three people are in there, it gets crowded in here. Right now, this will be us two. We don't want anymore.
1: You, you said, I, I, I want to write that down. You say zebras, what? Zebras don't, have,
4: don't get ulcers. And what they're saying is wow. that if they use it as, as a part of a, um, the habit of human anatomy, the uh, habit of human mindset is that if something Christless happens to us, we absorb it and keep it in our mind. And we can recall that at any time. And when we do, yeah. our body don't know that it's not happening. It has happened before. So in the wild, when wild animals are being chased, they're reacting. Some people say, you know, fight or flight. Well, their flight, they're getting away. But as soon as they're no longer in danger, they stop and go back to what their normal life was doing. They don't think about like, oh, this lion just chased me yesterday. I better be looking around. Nope. He go back to grazing. And you find out that now the body don't react to that. So when you do that, your mind just starts destroying your body internally, and now you're reacting differently to your family, acting differently to your neighbors, because you have something that went on in your mind that, that they don't know it happened. And like Diana said, we call it baggage, You call it. I call it experience. But when you bring all that experience with you, you don't want to relive that. You know, nobody wants to relive that. And then the other thing you shared about the kids, um, we always said, if someone went before you and paved the way, why would you divert from that road? Yes. And if 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 we if they seen what we could do with what we have or our parents did with what they have, which was a lot less than what we had, lot less opportunities, just different opportunities, if our children followed in their footsteps and just stepped on the pavement, at least they would get to where we are, mm-hmm. at least they will prepare them a little easier. And so they look at that and see the faith and belief. This is if we followed, you know, what Mom Foundation have taught me, what Mister Ernest taught us about planning and strategy. We follow that at least we had thought out what we want to do so we can't go in wrong. And live it. And live it. And see, and and that's it. one of the things we <laughs> we live our life. And somebody say we live our life, on, you know, on, on top. Um, We live our life because every day, you know, we, we realize that if, one is not promised. And number two, we're an example to someone else. So when we going out and things like this. So we're enjoying ourselves. We're not trying to impress anyone. I don't need a new car just because my neighbor got one. I, we don't need to go on trips because everybody going on trips. Um, Because guess what? When they broke, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm seeing that for sale sign out there. And you can tell me, oh, I'm moving. And I find out it's foreclosure. I
1: love it. I love it. Listen, listen. We're going to have to get you guys back. We're going to have to. We gonna yeah, have to. We, man, we we we.
0: Still got a lot
1: we, of. We only asked four questions. We got <laughs> twenty five <Yeah>. questions.
2: <laughs> Listen, um,
1: my doors
4: open. Let us know your schedule. Um, and please keep us posted. You know on your activities and things of that sort. And um, you know, just, man, just just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah.
1: We will, cause we we we've been trying to get you guys on here
0: for. Uh, for me and Diane, we had talked about it. This has been a couple years ago.
3: It's been a couple years.
0: It's yeah, been, yeah it's, it's been about a couple and, years. And then
3: I went to him, I said, We got to make this happen. I said, All yes. right, We have um, something on the inside of us. And more, more importantly, the example that people have seen over the years in us that we got to now share.
1: Yes, yes.
3: So I will
0: definitely reach out to you. We'll talk um, this week. I'll send you some dates because it's got to be a a second part. We are nowhere near finished and you guys have not even touched the surface to, you know, your story on being blended. So we'll definitely reach out um, this week and set up a date for the second part too.
4: We we definitely look, look forward to it. Just keep what you're doing and, hey, COVID's not stopping you. The only thing you have to do is click a button. We're on the screen. So-
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So,
4: hey, and we don't have to mask up and social distance. We're good to go. <laughs> exactly. Right,
0: right. <laughs> um, all right. So we appreciate you guys so much. And we want everybody to tune in on Thursday night from 8 to 9 p.m. on WJMS Radio for a replay of this. You can also catch us on youtube itunes stitcher soundcloud um facebook we're on all the social media outlets you can email us at we family at gmail.com and our website is in the blender but again tune in on thursday night to wjms radio for a replay of this from 8 to 9 p.m
1: and again guys we thank mr ernest and miss diane moore for joining us this evening it's been an awesome pleasure and privilege to have you guys on and until
0: next time be blessed good night everyone, everyone. Love, love you guys,
2: guys. love you, guys. <laughs> love you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the dynamic broadcast of In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman.
1: Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far
0: too kind. See, we keep it real. Real. We always gonna keep it real.
4: You
2: can't knock what's real, you know what I'm saying? We telling the truth, man.